everyone keep here. I just want to say thank you for uh, navigating what has been a really turbulent like winter over here. Uh, a lot of different like scheduling issues, and we had a lot of great guests on. And today, uh, here's one of them, Blake from the Hear Me Daddy, a like comedy music like lyrical examination podcast. That's a lot of fun. And basically, um, what's going to happen from here is that things are going to shift back into normal a little bit more. So that means that next week there is two episodes of Cover Artist Saber, episodes uh, 29 and 30. And then the following week, you're going to get a double dose of Come and Ride With Me as me and Steph will look at Ultraman, Cosmos, and Tiga, episodes one through four, as a bonus episode. To lead up to that Friday's episode, we're looking at Gridman, the 1990s Tokusatsu series, uh, episodes one and two, and then episodes one and two of Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad, the 90s American Toku series. And then following that, two weeks later, when it's time for me and Steph again, we're going to be looking at the entirety of SS Gridman. So yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff planned. Just want to say uh, one more little shift to make this bonus episode a full one. Thank you for listening. Henshin. Hello, you're just coming out of me, and it's a bonus episode where we are going to be talking about uh, just the life and discography, I guess, and the not quite death of the band Death. And uh, it is me, Kip, and with me is my guest, Blake, from the Hear Me Daddy podcast. Hello, Blake. Hey there. Uh, yep. I, did, I didn't have a... I, I was struggling to come up with a cool thing to say at the beginning, and I didn't get it, so... Daft Punk's gone. What? What do you think? <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, it's a massive thing. Uh, it, it's just a big. It's a weird big gap in my life, but um, it's also been like a weird big gap since we've talked. So, like, um, what's new with like you and like your podcast, Blake? Like anything going on? Uh, with the podcast, if or just, you are, you know, personal. Yeah. Well, with the podcast, it's well, I guess they're very connected right now because. I uh, finally got my uh, first big boy job, I guess you would say. I'm out of college finally and uh, working as an engineer. So I have a lot less time than I thought. Uh, but if I got a job, I think that finally means the world is starting to do a tiny bit better because people are hiring again. And if uh, someone's listening to this five million years down the road, uh, this was a bad year for hiring. And so it got it got a little bit better and it's going to get better. But uh, I am working from home, so I I like never leave. That's bad. Uh, well, it depends on what kind of. Uh, I don't know. I I I'm okay with it. I I enjoy not going out. Whenever I I tell Holly this, or I tell my girlfriend this, whenever I'm in a relationship, I just never want to leave or do anything. I'm content. Uh, my goal has been fulfilled. Your coffers are full. There's nothing else to gain. Yeah, <laughs> my my uh, cup runneth over, and I'm happy enough. Um, but yeah, I would say I'm doing good. Uh, hopefully, this will kick me back into shape, and the podcast will start releasing again. 
Uh, by the way, if anyone's interested in Hear Me Daddy, uh, should I wait for the plug at the end? But it's a lyric podcast, a comedy oh, podcast. Oh yeah, tell us right now. Like, it's like a whole, like, it's a whole, your format's like very interesting. Uh, yeah, we just, uh, music, I think music hides behind, woohoo, I think songs hide behind music and people get away with saying stuff that uh, is very, uh, well, you know, stuff that whenever you read through it, you think, uh, eh, that's kind of strange. That's kind of dumb or that's really cool. So our whole purpose of the podcast is to just read through the lyrics sans music and we find out what the songs actually say. So I guess it kind of fits in that today we're talking about a music item on your podcast, which, uh, I, I, I think I understand how they tie into your podcast, but how do you, how do you think that they are tying into your podcast? I mean, I guess, I mean, everybody knows who Daft Punk is, right? The helmets. Yeah, it's very loose, uh, but sometimes that's what we do. We like play it loose for fun. But uh, yeah, just um, the big thing that like I've kind of um, come to with like Tokusatsu and like Toku is that um, like when you're looking at something like anime, it's this weird thing where like there's lots of things that aren't it and like whatever you try and classify like what is you just kind of end up not actually having a point so for me um the reason that like want to talk about daft punk is that um a there's something that i care about and uh we take that time and b um there's just a little bit of like that like really fun crossover in the audience so it's something where it feels valuable that you can have something that does kind of like use that same kind of imagery and like pull on that same kind of like feeling in like a different realm because like we look at stuff that's like oh like uh we had like one week where like we looked at like um super sentai the show that like power rangers was based off and the next week we looked at this um like movie called hentai common which is about this like dude who when he's wearing used panties has superpowers kind of thing you change one letter in the word and it changes so much sentai to hentai yeah but no uh, it's just uh they are an honorary toku in my book at least <laughs> I, that's that's what i hope to be one day an honorary toku i'll find my way to get there yeah start um, working out yeah <laughs> uh miniatures. so they just broke up you know I, I i would like to see how we differ and how we feel about them breaking up um I personally was working at my desk at home and I saw a news story on my phone or something or I, either that or all the people on YouTube just started making videos about them and that's how I saw it. But I went and I watched their YouTube video that they posted, which I believe was their way of saying that they were breaking up. And I was like, hmm, and I kept going about my day. Was it um was it more for you or how how did you feel? Yeah, um it's hard cuz they've just always been a thing. And for me, um I've a weird relationship with music. Like I've like said on this show before uh that like I didn't used to listen to music. Uh, <laughs> like I just like um had a lot of people in my life that were like very into music and also assholes. So I guess like <laughs> part of my life was like I'm not really a music person i'm more of a like reading person and like a good at 
math person and a toku person and then i like wasn't that age bracket anymore uh, but, yeah we'll see yeah. then you probably found out that there is music for those kind of people <laughs> well yeah but like um i was always into like cool ass stuff like i was like really hurt by mf doom and by daft punk like for mm, me like they yeah. were just um the common thread is that like they were artists that like did so much in the background and like daft punk did eventually get their respect and like their grammys or whatever but um they were what like going at it for like 13 15 years or whatever before they like got any kind of like major like recording like award right because like yeah yeah even though they were making good songs uh but yeah so there's some there's some big stars now who i think have gotten their awards a bit quicker and yeah, yeah. whether or not it's deserved that's probably those people that those ass you, those assholes you knew were listening to i mean who's the person i'm thinking of um uh mick jagger oh no, uh some documentary on like sammy hager i think had like um he was trying to find like an old like old like playbill or like poster from like a like show that he worked and like the people that were helping him look like on the documentary crew like found like a grammy and he was like oh yeah it's a grammy like it's not like they're that respected or that important you know yeah and then there's the the weekend who's doing his which also connects back to daft punk but uh he's now boycotting the grammys because they snuffed him which I don't know if I have opinions on that because I used to be a big fan of The Weeknd, especially I loved his song. Uh, feel I think it's I Feel It Coming with Daft Punk. I really liked that. I used to say that uh, The Weeknd was going to be the next Michael Jackson. Now that's taken on a different uh, uh, a different connotation now. But you got to uh, start somewhere, and that's a <laughs> don't start that. Yeah. So, uh, but since then, I don't know. I'm not as big of a fan of The Weeknd, though I definitely agree that he probably should have got a nomination, whether he won or not. But uh, I don't remember what started that. Oh, yeah. Grammys. Yeah, no. But um, for me, the thing that I like to hear about like a band like Daft Punk is, A, for me, them being gone is like finding out that like, a hometown restaurant's gone like they're just kind of like that kind of thing it's like oh like a mountain's gone like there's um in new hampshire um there was this um rock formation on one of the mountains uh called the man in the mountain and um it degraded and it like eroded mm. and then it just like one day it fell away and it wasn't there anymore and that's where it was like there is just like oh that's just not there anymore anything else in relation to that is just um a memory is just like a repeat and they even talked about like oh like we might like excavate to make like a new man in the mountain but it's just like no don't do <laughs> like <laughs> it happened it's over and like, that's kind of how like it feels that there's like a formation gone yeah and i think i think that's a really good example because it, it, especially like the hometown diner because you know you grow up going to the diner and then you move on, you leave or something like that. And then you don't eat at that diner for a long time. And then, uh, but then, so, but somehow you're still bummed whenever you hear that it's gone, even though like you're not eating it every day. Um, and I think, and I think both that's changed. Hmm? Yeah. No, you go. Sorry. Okay. Well, I, I was going to say, and with Daft Punk, I think the way it really connects with that is like, 
yeah, they haven't released music in a good little bit. I think uh, Random Access Memories was their last big release. It will, I think that was before Starboy or after Starboy and stuff. But uh, so they haven't done anything in I think about eight years. So it's almost like they have been gone, but at least they were like still there. You know, it's at least like that hometown diner still there, even though you're not going to it. But yeah, yeah, then it disappears and you're like, well, I guess I'm never going to be able to eat there anymore. I'm never going to be able to hear the next Daft Punk album. And like, we're both people that um have moved like away from home or like, uh, like even just moving in your own state, like that same area. There's always also that like one thing that you can't get anywhere else or nowhere else makes it right. Or like, it's just like, oh, only in this region. Is that a thing? Yeah, with my with my hometown, it was bad humidity and uh, bugs. Uh, sorry, I, I meant to have that joke better thought out, but keep going. There's this thing called um, lobster sauce that you can get um, with a lot of like American style, like Chinese food. But the thing is that um, it's a white sauce with like shrimp in it, except for if you're in like eight zip codes in like eastern massachusetts and then it becomes like this um like brown sauce with like ground beef in it and mm. like there's part of it that was just like oh i can't get it like i could try and make it but it's just like not done like that or like stuff like um you don't get like a good like northwest like like um river sauce like roast beef sandwich like outside of like that like northeast area either so it's just like that like and then like one day you just can't get it it's like ah no god yeah and i can say that that uh that lobster sauce or those shrimp in that lobster sauce are really ambitious or at least whoever named them was someone someone brings it out and they're like you know i think you said it was lobster sauce but i think we both know like these aren't just babies yeah it's just like yeah um but no how'd you find how'd you first kind of like hear daft punk like have a strong memory of that time or uh daft punk so i grew up with uh very christian parents and so i listened to a lot of christian alternative when i was a kid but there was also alternative rock and uh my dad would listen to i i think the first daft punk song i heard was watching my dad because my dad would like i think we would hook up a computer to the tv or we would just watch music videos on the computer and this is whenever you would have to like wait for one to load up for a while and then you would watch it and then you would switch to another one you would get to watch it like 10 minutes later but i don't know if this was that long ago i don't know but it was uh it was the video for defunct uh have you do you know that one uh which one's that one it's the one with the dog the guy with the dog mask okay yeah yeah so that was the first one i saw uh i don't think i was impressed uh daft punk see this my journey into daft punk was hearing that i'm like yeah it's cool it sounds good but i was young and i had no let's say i had no refinement or anything like that so it didn't really get to me and i think in the future i had okay i hadn't heard that so let's say there and then time skip to me hearing Stronger by Kanye West. Okay. That was my quote unquote second experience with Daft Punk. Now, this is whenever I was starting to get a little bit more into my own music because that was, I feel like it was 
kind of late in life whenever I started getting into my own stuff. And uh, this is whenever I was listening to like Lupe Fiasco and stuff. And then I listened to that and I really liked, I mean, it's a Kanye is like the master of samples. And I thought that he picked a, like that sounded really good. And so one day I, I was like pumped whenever I found out that there was actually a band because I didn't understand he did samples, but I found out that there was a song that he sampled like the really cool part of that song from. And I listened to it. And the first time I listened to it, I was like, this is really slow because the beginning of harder, better, faster, stronger starts off extremely slow, but it's on purpose, but it doesn't like, you know, draw you in the way that music has to now with the ADHD people of the, the now. And so I just still held that like, well, Kanye really fixed this song. And uh, I Oof. think the thing that finally drew me into Daft Punk was going back to that video to watch the animated video for it and actually listening through the whole song. And if you listen through the whole song, it builds to an extremely good song, which I think is the whole point of like dance music or uh, they're Daft more Punk like electronic. Is, like, yeah, yeah, like, well, electronic. I think I want to say they're electronic dance, but yeah. I don't know if they're EDM. <laughs> I don't think they're there. No. Yeah, that was kind of a like later thing. Yeah, they're kind of like an earlier version of it. But uh, yeah, I I didn't watch. Well, I may have watched a little bit of One Piece back then, which also <laughs> is funny how it ties in. But uh, so but I've always loved animation and watching that video is what kind of forced me to listen to them. And the, what it turned out being was Daft Punk was the first Pandora station I ever made. So, oh, okay. And Pandora was how I ended up becoming like as into music as I am nowadays because I was able to like make my own radio stations and it would bring in a whole bunch of new stuff for me to hear. So I've got a really freaking old Pandora station of Daft Punk that uh, I still listen to in college to do my homework. No, yeah, uh, it's like really interesting that like you would like talk about like it like being like slow or like that kind of thing, and I think um electronic music and like techno stuff like i think there was like this like weird kind of reaction to the matrix that happened and like to movies like the like nightclub scene and like blade where there's like lots of blood to like where like um the idea was that like electronic music was just meant to like be louder and faster and be background and be nothing and just be like tempo basically skrillex happened no i'm just kidding yeah that happened a little later but no like it's just like the thing with Daft Punk is like um, they were making music to be listened to, but it wasn't like just music to like never think about again. And I think that's the box that a lot of people want to put like electronic music into is like something that you don't need to consider something that you don't need to look up the name of something where you can just like it's OK if like this dude like finds that beat and uses it to make like a hit song two years later. But the actual song itself doesn't matter, you know? Mm-hmm. And like um they were never content with that. And also um it, it probably didn't help that um they were like getting to be like a thing right as like we're both like American people, um, right as like anti French like sentiment was getting really high, like freedom fries and that kind of stuff, and like weird frog jokes on the Simpsons. So like that's the kind of thing too, where like they were getting popular right as like 
xenophobia in general and like targeted at like certain countries was getting like really high around us. There's there's so many, uh, as you say, xenophobias that were around in the past that I, uh, I mean, I, I'm technically, uh, it, it was before my time. And so whenever I hear about them, I'm like, well, why did you, uh, why, why did you hate French people? Or it, the, the spot that I always go back to is I know that there's loads of Polish jokes yeah. of people and all the, the punchline of every single joke is just that Polish people are stupid. Uh, I'm not saying that the jokes were, and, um, I just think it, it, it's so strange to me that hey, it's a different time, but I'm uh, considering that I think it's because the hate isn't around anymore. Hopefully in the future that <laughs> the way that I see, like, why would you hate Polish people is what future kids will think about anyone who's being hated right now. But, uh, yeah, yeah, they definitely, uh, powered through it. Um, I do know that, uh, they, were the ones who did or well they're credited some for bringing dance music to america because it wasn't an inherently american thing yeah it it was like a very like european thing for like a long time and then like when it was coming over it was kind of like it's very easy to like um look at counterculture and forget that like our perspective of it is so warped too where like it's <laughs> like oh um in the 60s and like 70s like there's all these like no good hippies like no, they're like against like wars for no meaning <laughs> and they're against like these like very strong like fascist like tendencies and like that's like the same thing where like there's a whole like the Dixie Chicks basically like got like like old timey like real media heat uh for saying that they weren't for like like the like war in like the early like 2000s like it's like that kind of thing where like you had people the all of the time was like let's not listen to like super jingoistic like country stuff or like rock stuff let's like have something different and like, even if it's not as strong of a countercurrent as like direct like hippie like woodstock let's go against it shit it's still like that countercurrent too it's just something that is like that like not global music that's a different thing but you know what i mean <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah it definitely creates people who i think it creates people who create good art too because uh I I have a trouble I have a lot of trouble taking stuff seriously which I think leads to me being very bad at anything artsy. Mm -hmm. Um so I know that and I think that I one of the reasons I have trouble taking stuff seriously is because I grew up like my whole life hasn't been too serious. And there are still serious things that go on but nothing compared to uh the past where a lot of good art came out of it except for I guess right now. Oh, there um, was this wild thread on Twitter about how the greatest contribution to music made by like made by Gen X was rent. And people had to be like, you look, this is a this is so wrong. <laughs> this is heavily, heavily in L. This is a ratio. This is so the have you heard of like hip hop, rap, any anything? Yeah. But oh yeah. Well, hey, uh, uh Apparently, <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to say like apparently rent's really good, but I haven't seen it. So listen, <laughs> maybe not. Rent is perfectly fine. I like it. Um, I'm glad it was a big moment for like a big moment for musicals. 
but to bring it it wasn't a cultural touchstone it didn't change things outside of that like space really yeah but no um so did you have a any kind of similar intro to daft punk or i think like um there was a lot of like pearl clutching around the time where like i was like young about like oh pokemon's becoming popular and like this is becoming more popular like like just like around like the what we now know is like the like dog whistle of like western society of like oh we can't have dmx rapping and can't have pikachu over here like that's bad that's bad that's bad and i think like daft punk was like a little bit part of that of just like here's a bunch of cool shit that you're told (laughs) not to engage with because you'll stop being like a like you'll stop being like a good little christian and like they were able to like move past a lot of that just because like um it was hard for people to process their music or their messages really and they weren't like heavily lyrical the same way as like some other groups but i just remember like daft punk were just like when i think of growing up it's a lot of random discoveries of things and random discoveries of like pretty like rich veins of things and i think like daft punk was something i was like watching a lot of like sprite based like pre youtube like on dedicated websites like Newgrounds, like music videos. And like it was like um Luigi and Tails were singing like um Lincoln Park. Or like the Mega Man <laughs> characters were like um powering up and like using like different powers like harder, better, faster, stronger. And that's mm-hmm. kind of where I found them. And I was like, oh here's this whole rich, cool vein of stuff. Cause like early internet, that's what it was. Like it was just like, oh holy shit, like you like part this curtain hand like there's like a whole nother like community going on you know Mm-hmm. yeah communities yeah. definitely held together a lot more no yeah uh for me though the big thing was interstellar five 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 four fives mm-hmm. yeah four fives uh, that was something like i saw bits and pieces of it that was just like whoa they made a whole anime for their album yeah this is dope this is did great. you wonder like which came first i did like i definitely thought that it was an existing anime at the time like especially yeah, because like uh, did they yeah. score it mm-hmm. or was that the music video or I, I know that's what went through my head whenever i was first seeing it i was like they wouldn't they wouldn't make like a uh this just for the album would they and they did though <laughs> um and like that's just like maybe like one of the first like direct links to Toku that they really have though is that um so um Shodoro Ishimori is the creator of like a lot of like manga um including like the creator of like the creator of Kamen Rider like straight mm-hmm. up um he also made um Cyborg 009 and that's like one of those like anime like manga franchises that's like really important to japanese culture like even if it's like not currently airing like a show it's just like in in that psychic memory and i always mixed it up and interstellar like five 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 because that was definitely just like the way it was presented like it was definitely like a pastiche like it was definitely in reference to that like 70s like manga and like anime too so i was just like oh this is like really cool to see like them re-referencing one of their inspirations you know mm-hmm. yeah, yeah one thing that 
blew my mind today uh, while I was just digging around in it was that the people who animated the movie were Toy. I, do you know how to say that? Toy Animation? Toei? T O E I or something like that. Is the yeah, people Toei. who the people who make uh One Piece Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know. That that kind of blew my mind. I expected to be a smaller uh group that made it. And it I think it debuted on Cartoon Network. Yeah. Um who's the other Oh, wait, wait, wait. This whole movie of their album debuted on Cartoon Network? I think some of it did. No, uh, I know it played on Cartoon Network. I want to say it debuted, but they may have, I don't know, they may have like brought it to festivals or something, but I think it debuted on Cartoon Network. Like the only other like real, <sighs> there are two other touchstones like uh, for me, for like people that did this. And one has to be like, this was pre feel good ink, but definitely feels like paving the way for them to do it. Um, and also, a couple of years ago, there was that um, not for Porter Robinson's song Shelter. Did you ever see that music video Mm-mm. of the uh, girl who's like inside of like a VR like world, like making things and like half the music video is like her in this VR space making things and half of it's like her as a child, like as her father's desperately trying to build like a like spaceship that could fit one person as like an asteroid gets closer to their planet. Hmm. Yeah, it's like a no, really like good. Yeah, it's really good. Um, but yeah, there's just a lot well, of them. Yeah, I just uh, I just remembered something that I had wanted to ask you earlier, and I was looking at the uh, name and kind of just Daft Punk as a idea. First of all, uh, their name, um. I I guess their name doesn't exactly like lead you straight into what their music is going to be. Mm-hmm. Because I wouldn't say that they're a punk band. Uh, they may have punk ties a bit because they are a bit grungier than some things. But uh, I don't know. But it also sounds very foreign because daft is not a very American word. But it uh, sounds like a like Gundam name. Like, oh, like the Gundam GX daft punk. Yeah, it sounds. It, yeah. Sounds like something from one of those like mech societies. But uh, the thing that I really wanted to ask, and I meant to ask you this in the beginning, but uh, which one is your favorite? Which one of the duo? And let's not add their personalities because I don't know their personalities. Let's let's base it off of, I guess, the helmets. So for a long time, I thought that one of them was called Daft and one of them was called Punk. (laughs) So I thought that like, Daft was the one that had more of a defined face, and Punk was the one that had more of the full visor. Okay, so the silver one would be Daft, and the Punk one would be the full visor. Yeah, that I, I th- those words fit them. I think the look. Yeah. I don't think that's true, though. I don't think that's true. They must have like actual character names, like like if like the ICP has character names, uh, then. See, that's the weird thing. I've never seen a character name for them. And I'm sure that someone's going <laughs> to, so, someone would listen to this and they'd say, oh, but they do. But I, it's not widely known uh, as far as I know. I know Which that. part of the appeal? Yeah, there, there is a weird bit of mystery to them, even though I'm pretty sure you could probably Google what they look like. But 
like I, I literally have the Wikipedia pulled up and it's just looking at the helmet whenever it mentions Guy Manuel. Uh, Guy Manuel is the gold helmet and then Thomas Bangalter is the silver helmet. But you didn't answer which one's your favorite. <laughs> so I'm really into wrestling and there's still people now who like there's like a wrestling promotion that went out of business last year. And like there are still people that will get heated at you for bringing up the names of people that stopped working for that company eight years ago and be like, how dare you say like that, like worker ant is this person like, you know, it's that kind of thing. Um, but no, um, yeah, for the, I have to say probably gonna be, um, bang altar or like daft. Mm-hmm. Um, the like silver one. Is there a reason? Uh, a little more personality <laughs> in the face. Okay. A little more human face. Cause he got the visor. See, I've always thought that I liked his better um, because I, whenever I was younger, I used to want to make there's this really good YouTube video of a guy going through a whole process of making Thomas Bangalter's helmet. And I think there's probably people who have made both of them over and over and over again. But um, I always wanted to make his because I thought his was cooler. And then more recently... I think I've moved over to the other one because you love Among Us. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, uh, yeah. The, the other guy just looks too sus, but I like the um, I, I like the LEDs that are available with this helmet. And I don't know. I think it's just me wanting to be more alternative, so I picked the other guy. And like, I like. Um, I'm very loose with what Toku is. You know, um, is it? just stunts is it just like the costuming is it whatever but for me the thing that i really love about them and like would call them like toku-esque is that like they do have to be expressive with their suit work and their choreography in a way that like Mm -hmm. is like oh like you get like a pass or like you're like an honorary member kind of thing because um like they full-on do look like certain like toku characters like i'm gonna like um share a a like um picture with you of a the character that like looks like the like silver one um but um it's just like yeah um the way they have to move the way they have to act they're also like suit actors like they're also like doing stuff you know and mm-hmm. like there's definitely you, some like they were probably inspired you know do you think that <sighs> i was gonna say do you think that they would have become as popular without it uh they kind of but you're right, they do have the... It's almost like maybe they didn't feel like they themselves had enough personality to drive through it, so they kind of created characters to be their personality on stage. Kind of like how David Bowie had Ziggy Stardust, because he was too shy to go on stage, so he created Ziggy Stardust, because Ziggy Stardust was fine with going on stage. So here is um a character... From the seventies in Toku, uh, or the like, late the early eighties, uh, called Space Sheriff like Gavan, and that is in that like, yeah, that general channel area. But um, yeah, to your question though, um, I think it's not necessarily character. I think um, there's an interesting distance with a lot of electronic music that's like important because. It's not like we see like the Johnny Cash. He is a person on the stage and you are trying to 
everything you do is in reference to him. Like when mm-hmm. you see a normal act, there is the direction their music is coming from. There's the real people making the music. I think that there's something very interesting about electronic music, the way that like things get synthesized and the way things get put out and the way things get remixed that I think um, they made like a very astute choice as far as like looking at the psychic distance that creates and the fact that they weren't the centerpiece the same way as other acts. So I think they almost like made themselves more a part of the act than made themselves more of an act like they made themselves electronic they made themselves part of that machinery part of that performance you know yeah yeah one thing that i think is kind of strange is that they kind of so so we haven't brought up the fact that they scored the neutron legacy movie Mm -hmm. yeah and they were also in it technically doing a concert during a fight scene i think and it's kind of weird that well, I guess I guess the point of that is because they make electronic music and that fits well with that. But also, I think they kind of get brought into quote unquote nerdy culture because I believe Tron is uh, in nerd fandom, and uh, even though their music isn't specifically nerdy, would I would you say? I think, but, uh, yeah, that's hard. Uh, that's a hard question. Uh, they are nerdy, but like also like everything's nerdy. Like they were definitely like to be like a fan of like electronic music, especially like these characters and like this whole world. Like they did make an anime movie for like one of their like yeah. albums. Like Tron is like one of those things that like if you meet somebody who likes like the old Tron movie, you're meeting somebody who really likes the old Tron movie. Like, chances are, like, if you see somebody with, like, a Metallica shirt on, you're like, oh, they like Metallica. If, if you see somebody wearing, like, a Tron shirt, you're like, oh, they like Tron. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And I think it's perfectly understandable that, like, if their inspirations are, like, the weird, like, um, grit and, like, different connections to, like, technology then of course they would love that weird movie that was trying to make sense of that in the seventies with like weird frisbees and like helmets. Like they're probably like all down for that shit. And also I'm sure that like for Disney, they're like, yeah, they're kind of like our only relevant like connection to that culture. Yeah. They, they weren't going to throw dead mouse in the neutron movie. I'm really excited for the third Tron movie with marshmallow though. It's going to be great. <laughs> Which, well, now that we've brought up all three of those artists, what do you think about music artists with helmets? Or it, Well, let's fix that because, you know, you don't see, I mean, sans the masked singer, you don't see, like, pop stars wearing helmets. It's always DJs. What do you think about DJs wearing helmets, specifically Marshmello, Daft Punk, uh, Dead Mouse? I'm sure there are others that I can't think of right now. But, uh... Yeah, interesting. It's hard because I think a pop performance or like a rock performance or like what have you, they're the like it's like I said before, like they're the place where the music's coming from, where the performance is coming from. True. Versus there's this thing that like I think in like a lot of like DJ culture, you become like part of the machinery and part of the like venue, but also like you become like an icon in a way that people can like remember, which is interesting. What do you think? Mm-hmm. 
well, you know, uh, you know how like old Japanese uh, plays. I don't. I may be saying this for the first time for you, but uh, the they had the masks that looked like the kind of demons, and it was to like show a lot more expression on stage or stage makeup, all that kind of stuff. Whenever you're on a play, everything has to be big so that people away from you can see it. And kind of what you were just saying where like, it's almost like the machine's doing a lot of work and you're not really sure what the DJ's doing, but whenever they have something on their head that gives uh, interaction, I think that that's, I guess, the point. Because they always have LEDs all over them and uh, it, it kind of emphasizes anything they do. But... Uh, it lets them take the machine out of the performance too. Like when they're mm -hmm. doing interviews, when they're on red carpets, they're bringing the electronic with them. Like they're like, kind of like also like representing some part of like that different flesh, I guess. <laughs> mm -hmm. What do you think about them walking up to take the Grammys in their helmets? Good. That's exactly what you should do. <laughs> That's yeah. perfect. It would have been it, it would have been kind of weird if like they walked up and they just took the mask off and they were like, thank you, guys. And, uh, you know, uh, this this is who I am. I, I finally won the award and now I'm going to fly away. <laughs> if they you took off their me. masks and they flew. That would be great. But no, like if they just like go up to the Grammys, take off their masks. One of them's Kanye Swift. One of them's Taylor was, West. Wait, no, that's not yeah. it. Wrong people. It was them the whole time. Yeah. Uh, their second time on the Grammy stage, this time less awkward. But no, um, they're such a cool act too. And um, my question to you though is, um, what do you think is the ripple of this? Like, do you see this like changing the popularity of like electronic music? Do you see this like um, really causing people to, like act in tribute and like sample them more? Like, what do you think? So. Music uh, scenes are like always coming and going. I've heard someone say before that if you've heard of a scene, it's already too late to get into it and things like that. So there's always going to be like new stuff coming up. And uh, I think that, you know, the stuff of the past can only last so long before new stuff comes in. Uh, I think that uh, one thing that I thought a while back was it's going to be like when, whenever I grew up oldies was like 80s and I guess 70s, 80s and 90s music uh, it, well like 90s wasn't oldies until more recently but um, I think that ah shoot I, I, I stumbled around uh, and lost my point but the um, I think that it's good that they're doing this because I don't think that they needed to drag anything along behind them besides maybe live performances. Um, but the thing is, they've continued to make really good music and I think that they've evolved with stuff. I, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I, I have done a really bad job at answering that because... Uh, they started this you know, when they were 18. Like, full stop. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a long time to be doing anything, you know? Like, they were, like, 18, 19. Um, the world's drastically changed. Um, this almost reads to me as, like, the uh, the author who has enough money, has enough, like, love, like, has been, has received, like, 
every accolade who's like now i'm gonna use like a pen name um i can't think of a good example who's not like a turf like chick a rowling but like it's just kind of like uh there's definitely that kind of thing where i'm like there's people who i'm like oh maybe they just want to leave what they were doing and maybe like 10 years they do like a couple concerts maybe like when the pandemic's over they're like hey we're doing like seven tour dates um like maybe that happens but you know like there's no reason for them to keep going they don't i think want that's to. the i think well i think that's the best point to put it there is i mean i, I think that knowing where to stop is a really good thing like whenever a band is like desperate to stay relevant uh, I find that they burn out really fast, and I don't think Daft Punk exactly needed to do that. I think that uh, they they say that if you put out something good, it advertises itself, and I think that they were able to do that into their future, and uh, their stuff just, you know, it, it was a Daft Punk song, and so it uh, held its own gravity, but... I am glad that this is how they're going out. Uh, I think that it's a lot better than, um, you know, like us getting some sold out albums and stuff. Yeah. And like they can always make more money if they need to, but they basically are at a point probably set. (laughs) If they need more money, it's not that hard to just like do a little something like even like another album, you know? But they might do the the thing about artists that you like breaking up uh from what they're doing is a lot of times they'll move on to do other things. So whether or not their music has influenced the future, which it has, uh they themselves could produce or even be a part of uh a new project or something like that. Whenever something like this ends, they have a lot more time and i believe that they are true creatives so you know people like that can only sit around for so long before they have to do something yeah and maybe that's part of it they want to do something else it's important you know Mm -hmm. be your own person do your own things but yeah uh it's hard to know what's next but it's pretty easy to know that damn they meant a lot um they are officially unofficially toku in my book but yeah uh to round it out do you have a favorite daft punk song Ooh, that's hard here what you think you about it first, while yeah. i tell you about mine um i think around the world i think it was from their second album they released or possibly their first but i think it's one of their best songs uh one of my favorite things about it is and if you haven't ever noticed this then you should definitely go and watch it uh to anyone listening but for their video for Around the World, and it's like a six-minute song, but there are a whole... Which, Kip, have you ever seen uh, that video? Uh, which song? Sorry. Uh, Around the World. Uh, the one from the... The one from Interstellar, like 5555 five, five, five I have, yeah. I don't... Uh, I think that one was before Interstellar. But, I th- um, thought it was all part of that like album, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just once. So... Uh, around the world has just a whole bunch of people in different costumes in this kind of circular soundstage. Okay. And there are stairs that go up in the back. 
And there are a whole bunch of different groups. So there are these like strange, or there are these guys dressed up like football players. There are some people in skin tight skeleton costumes. There are girls in like old fashioned swimsuits. And they start dancing at different points and stopping at different points. And if you watch through the first time, you'll think like that was a cool video. But if you pay attention to it, every single one of the groups, there's four people in each group and they move according to a specific noise in the song. So as a certain noise starts coming up, that person will start moving and the other ones will kind of stay still or as something's moving up, they'll be moving up the stairs and it's a very cool. And I guess it it was the album right before discovery, which is what interstellar was based off of. And I think it's a cool way to think about, uh, match syncing something up to music and uh it's just a very very cool visual to their song Mm -hmm. but it's one of the reasons that that's my favorite song so was that enough time for you to think about yours i guess for me it has to be harder better faster stronger because as plato as it is it's in wreck it rough 2 or whatever it's used in like in like various stuff just First hearing it, it was such a rejection of like everything that music was supposed to be. And like I can always remember like the scratch that that made inside of my like brain, like versus even just like how I probably wouldn't listen to it willingly now just because it's been super overused. But at the time, I was just like, oh wow, this is like such a great, <clears throat> it, it's there, it tells its own story, but it's also like, not trying to do the same things that, like a lot of other music was doing at, at the time. Like there's no hero. There's no point. There's just kind of like a vibe in a way. And, mm-hmm. and like, I'll never like remember, like not remember, like finding out that was a thing you could do. Yeah. It's like music for music's sake. Uh, it's not a song to teach you something or make you feel a certain way. Or I guess the way it makes you feel is just through the sound of it. And that's my favorite kind of music is uh, I think that even lyrics and voices should be an instrument that leads into the song. Um, I've, I've, even though I have a podcast about lyrics, I'm always more of a sound person myself. And that's definitely a good version. And Daft Punk is such a good example of that because, you know, if we were to base their uh, <laughs> their their lyrics if we were to try to make, I mean, they do have some songs with, I guess, strong meanings. I don't know. Uh, Technologic. Do you know that video? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of a creepy video, but uh, it's an interesting. I, I don't know if they're making a take on electronic consumption, but then again, they're robots and I feel like they push electronic stuff. So I don't know. But uh, I, I really like the way that they just use sound. And I think that's like a really important thing too is like um they are creating music to like meet you at where you hear it in a certain way like it doesn't feel like there's no like hero to a lot of their songs like the same way that like we're meant to think a lot of the um a lot of like music will tell a story and we're supposed to think it's the lead singer's life and what they're going through and it describes them and it's their emotion they like they are much more of like a very they've introduced themselves like as like almost like a like greek chorus for like concepts in, like a really cool way that like i've like always like loved about them 
but no yeah it's like a very cool way to do it it's almost like abstract music or at least the beginning of it and uh i guess kind of leading into more experimental stuff in the future yeah and like there are definitely people that would like scoff at both of us for that but like to us at the time it was like also have you heard abstract music like it if you're young at me you probably have um and we both know it's um yeah never mind so uh thank you so much for uh come on blake it's like been a like blast to have you yeah it's uh been a long time and uh hopefully we can keep jumping between each other's podcasts in the future and uh always enjoy coming on uh glad we glad we really found out uh like we finally discovered who's under the masks yeah and it was kanye the whole time he remixed his own song no and like bulk and skull came out and their music played and they finally found out who that goddamn spider-man was right yeah. but no um where can people find you when you're uh not talking about daft punk uh i think that's all we talk about but uh they can check me out uh the my podcast is called hear me daddy it's on spotify itunes anywhere that you should be able to find a podcast that's uh it's usually easiest to find if you type it in without spaces i don't know why i'm sorry about that i wish it wasn't um and uh you can also follow us on instagram at hear me daddy and you can get links from there but uh oh yeah i don't know i give a but (laughs) real quick um why is it called Hear Me Daddy? Like, that's something that I think like all new listeners sh- should hear from your show before they listen. Or just, uh, I don't like, even know if we've said that on our show. Oh, but, no. Uh, it, it's not a good reason. <laughs> we, uh, I, I, I loved podcasts forever and I always wanted to start a podcast. And uh, I feel like an idea for your podcast is the first thing you should come up with. And then probably the name is the second thing. And then you should start recording. But me and the two other people that record it, we sat around uh, for the first episode brainstorming ideas for it. And uh, that was somehow the one that came around. I think we just, I don't know, it's its not Gen Z humor. It's not, I don't even think it's millennial humor. Um, but it's boomer humor it's is what you're saying. It's a play though. on, uh, yeah, the only one left. <laughs> uh, it's a play on Choke Me Daddy. But it's music, so it's Hear Me Daddy. But then again, it's the lyrics, so, you know, there's semantics. But, uh, and why it's a play on Choke Me Daddy, I don't know. I think it has to do with, uh, if you hear that, you'll probably understand the kind of jokes that we say on the show. They're about along that line. (laughs) Well, like, if you think about it, an audience or a band, they're a unit of people. That could be a daddy. And you want them to hear you. I mean, <laughs> sadly, I, I started off the show. Call it, oh, I think I tried calling them daddies for a little bit. But uh, yeah, I used to start off the show saying, can you hear me, daddy? And uh, that kind of died out. <laughs> they, they can be their own daddies if they want. I don't think anybody wants to be their own daddy. But with that, um, if you need a daddy, you can listen to Common Ride with me. Um, and you can find us uh, on Twitter.com. Come and ride with me. Um, actually, don't solicit us or me. Um, if you just want to silently want that daddyhood, it's fine. But You uh, can solicit us at Hear Me Daddy. 
uh we, uh, we crave that kind of attention yeah uh just open dms but yeah. no uh <laughs> um i forget um you uh you like really messed me up there but no um you can find common ride with me every friday um on your podcatcher of choice on your netcast of choice got one person really mad at me for calling them podcasts not everyone uses not everyone uses like ipods or like apple products but regardless um oh and uh <laughs> uh just just throw the name into the internet and it'll pop out somewhere for all your netcast needs but no um you can find me on twitter.com at james forge the podcast at common ride with me common ride with me.com instagram common on Instagram at Common Ride with Me. I never know how the names work on Instagram. And um, there is a commonridewithme.com slash episodes for our full feed of, of our, our full feed of different episodes. There's commonridewithme.com slash merch for all of our merch. And all proceeds from that go to the Trevor Project. And yeah, uh, we would love to get lots of cool reviews and, and lots of questions. Um, there's another question episode that's coming up soon. Um, as always, thanks Denmark and Ireland for making us really high in the charts again. Uh, but no, um, what did we learn today, Blake? Yeah, right? We, give me a second, something profound is about to pop Listen out. Listen to Daft Punk and what did we learn? Uh, all, all, all good things, uh, always... All art gets better when it dies, so Daft Punk's about to shoot to the top of the records, kind of like Edgar Allan Poe. See? Okay. That was profound. Um, listen... I killed Daft Punk. Uh, <laughs> listen to Daft Punk and call his daddy. <laughs>